Hi, it's Val. Whether you are an artist, art lover, or both, you will find this episode is packed with information on artist residencies, community-themed exhibits, and learn more about serving on an art nonprofit board. All of these components contribute to making our rural communities exciting places to live and visit. Hear from Cindy Patrick and William Mays of Port Austin Artist in Residence Program. Stay tuned. Welcome to Art Ladders, The Creative Climb with Valerie Allen and Armin Mersman. This podcast is focused on interviews, features, and stories about art. It's for artists and art lovers. I'm Val. I'm the abstract artist in the group, joined by Armin, the realist. Hi, everyone. Hey, I'm up here in Port Austin, Michigan. It's the first day of my residency up here. I'm Val Allen. I'm the abstract artist in the bunch, and I'm here with Armin. Hi, Armin. How are you doing today? Doing great. Beautiful day. Up oh, there. we already took a walk this morning. We did. Colors are amazing. They sure are. Mm. So we are joined today by Cindy Patrick and William Mays, and they are associated with the Port Austin Artist in Residency Program. We're so happy to have you both. Cindy, how are you today? I'm great. <laughs> and I would like to start by thanking you for coming and uh, agreeing to attend as one of our artists in residence. We're really happy to welcome you to Port Austin. Oh, thank you so much. This is such a thrill and an honor. So thank you for having me. And how about you, William? It's a great day to be in Port Austin. I just came from the lake and uh, the lake is looking spectacular. It's looking amazing. Looking amazing, <laughs> says Willie Mays, amazing. <laughs> uh, but it is a great day in Port Austin and uh, we're really excited about having you here as our artist in residence oh. for this period of time. Super. I remember uh, Cindy walking into Studio 23. I recently retired as a curator there and you walked in and we started talking about all your projects over here. And boy, I wanted to hear more. And you did get back with me and said, where's that application? I never stopped talking. <laughs> you, never, <laughs> you never stopped. So, but uh, yeah, tell me, how did this residency begin and when did it begin? Well, it actually uh, grew out of our barn art project, which started in, gosh, I think around 2014. Um, and the barn art projects take a lengthy amount of time could be a year, year and a half, you know, one of them took almost three years. Uh, so the requirement for the stays for the artists uh, got to be a little bit of a challenge. So when this building came up for sale, um, we formed a nonprofit and a group of us decided that purchasing this building would be a good idea, not only to house uh, the folks for the Barnard Project, which of course is still continuing, mm -hmm. um, but also to start an artist in residence program. So that's how we got started. So in 2018 was when we purchased the building. But even more historic, and I'll throw in, prior to this, when I was the middle school principal here in Port Austin for North Huron Schools, we had an artist in residence program where we had uh, Ann Mikulowski, who is a known artist who has works in the DIA. She does. She, she did the little miniature paintings that are so small, 
they look just like a photograph and they're they're about this big I, i'm talking about three inches by four inches and they're just awesome uh, unfortunately, she has passed away, but her art is still on display in the DIA. And it's exciting oh. to know that she did a lot of art here with our students. And uh, we set her up in a studio and she well, just had fun. That's fantastic. Uh, the DIA is a Detroit Institute of Art. Uh, yes. uh, and then to our uh, foreign listeners, this in Michigan, if you look at Michigan, looks like a glove. This is what they call tip of the thumb. Is that right? Correct. <laughs> right at the tip, and you have this amazing lake here, uh, Lake Huron, and uh, we certainly love it. Uh, Val and I don't live too far from here, 60 miles, something like that. About 80 miles. 80 yeah. miles, is uh, it? And so, so we do come up yeah. to view everything up so, here once in a while, absolutely. I hope some of our English listeners come to this residency. That would be great, wouldn't Ooh, it? Wouldn't that be fun? You would enjoy Port Austin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> great restaurants, great art, oh, yeah. and uh, great water. Yeah, we've really become an art destination. Mm-hmm. You really people, have. People know about us. We used to say that we were trying to bridge the urban and rural divide, and we were trying to bring um, Detroit and the environs, the Tri-County area, mm-hmm. um, up to Port Austin. But we're way beyond that now. We shine out. There you oh, go. That's we great. bridge and we shine out on Detroit. So yes. we've, been, we've been successful at turning this into a real art-centered community. Oh, we're very proud of that. I bet you are. And that connection with the rural environment and the neighborhoods and the villages up here, it's so important for artists because it gets the artists out and to the community and elevates the status of art. And like you said, you've gone up and up and up with that. Mm-hmm. And congratulations, because uh, my mom once told me, I, I spent a lot of time in East Tawas and I had an art gallery there. Okay. And my mom, my mom said to me, I don't know whether it's a compliment or what, but if they're counting on you for all the culture up here, that's pretty sad. And I said, no, I said, it's not sad, mom. It has this to start is, somewhere. It starts somewhere. Right. So one little painting, one, one little uh, In a rural setting and away you go. And now these destinations are becoming art focused. So that's wonderful. Now, is there a, um, you kind of touched on it, but a formal mission, you have a board, all these formal things that go with a nonprofit. Our our mission, and I'm going to read this to you yes, because I want to get the wording properly. We spent a lot of time working oh, on this I mission know, statement. these strategic plans. Um, We want to serve as an incubator fostering art and design. We want to brand the area as an art-focused destination, which, as I said, we have been successful at doing. Mm -hmm. And we want to attract not only artists, but also collectors to live, work, and ultimately reside in Port Austin. And in terms of um, the economic impact of what we're doing here, uh, we've all, I think, realized over the last three years when we had, you know, the pandemic ruling our lives, that we can work and play and really live anywhere. You know, we live in a virtual world. Mm-hmm. So uh, the artist in residence, uh, hopefully it is going to um, convince people that they can live and work here in Port Austin. Mm-hmm. They can relocate. Yeah. And truly the surroundings here from uh, a rock formation called Turnip Rock, which is around that you can kayak to very easily, mm-hmm. uh, to our, our wonderful lighthouse that sits out on a reef about uh, two miles off our, our harbor. It, it's just the beauty is everywhere. Sure. And uh, tranquility and 
just a great, comfortable place to live. Yeah, it seems even in the summer when there's people here, it seems very relaxing. I've been here in the winter and things a little different, shut down a little different, you know, but uh, just coming up here and being amongst these lakes, I can't say enough. Uh, uh, I was teaching a class the other day and somebody lives in Florida and one of my students that lives in Michigan, I never get to see the water. He goes, you know, we have a big lake. It's called Huron. It's about 20 <laughs> miles from your house. Check it out a little bit, you know, it's, so. It's worth checking. It, it really is. Mm -hmm. I always forget about how beautiful these lakes are when, when I come to them. Mm -hmm. Well, this environment definitely allows artists to come up and uh, I think it inspires them to decompress <laughs> and slow down. And, you know, we had an artist, uh, last month, John Roach from New York, and he and his wife would take midnight walks. And he said, well, you know, we live in Queens, New York. He said, it's never silent. He said the, it, the beauty of the silence, and he was a sound immersion specialist. Mm -hmm. So he's all about sound, but he loved the silence. Mm. Uh, so, you know, we, we hope that um, our, our little community here, it's a very welcoming community, as you will find. And, you know, all of our artists, leave saying they've never felt this way before. <laughs> so. I, speaking of John, he, he, he talked about the sound of silence mm -hmm. and uh, the, the walks at one in the morning and not another car or person on the street. And yet he could hear the water. He oh, sure. Hear, he could hear all kinds of beautiful sounds in the silence yep. of mm -hmm. Fort Austin. Yep. At three in the morning. Oh, way cool. Very well put. And, I, and he's, he's right about that. Uh, Val and I live in a busy road. And uh, mm -hmm. obviously, you don't hear that after a while, you know. Mm -hmm. But here's where, where's the road. You yeah. Know? And John Roach, he brought a lot of, I feel, you know, he's a professor at Parsons from New York. And how, how did you find him or did he find you? How did that work? Well, you know, we do have a website mm -hmm. and that's where our applicants um, originate their desire to come here, mm -hmm. as you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so John actually found us mm -hmm. and uh, I think that he probably probably put something in on the Internet that said B and oh, the articles that had been written about the B bar must have popped up. Uh -huh. So he went to the application and right away he sent me sketches, but this was back in 2019. Mm -hmm. So everything came to a grinding halt. Yes. Um, so weren't sure if we were going to be able to make the schedule work for him, but he ended up taking a sabbatical. Mm -hmm. And so he came to us from Jackson Hole, Wyoming. He'd been there oh, uh -huh. and uh, had done a wind immersion project. And he came here and he did sound immersion project that's it's fascinating oh yeah he actually traveled all over the thumb going to this different Avery's to capture the sounds mm -hmm. of different types of bees and that type yeah, of thing mm -hmm. but it was you were totally immersed of being in a hive as you listened mm -hmm. to the presentation oh, yes. and the sounds were unbelievable unbelievable I was lucky enough to hear and sit through and listen and fascinated by it and you did you I am you could imagine that there were bees all over, all over. the loft and at the very end he had just one little, one little <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it, it's interesting 
it, he uh, he needed a smoke machine because quite often they use that in training sure. and and working with the bees so they don't get stung. Mm-hmm. And oddly enough, we have a great speaking of arts. We have a great playhouse here, uh, and oh, they do sure. all kinds of great plays, musicals, a variety of things. Sure. They also had a uh, smoke machine, which they were. <laughs> Well, that's handy, nice yeah. To us yeah. And, uh, we could create the atmosphere. Well, we we beg, bar, beg and borrow over Facebook all the time. We'll put a note <laughs> hey, need a smoke machine. And you think, no one's going to have a two Two people two answered people and said, answer. we have a smoke machine. <laughs> you know, that is. What is so the uh, elevator speech about the bee barn? How did this start? And. Uh, <laughs> I know a little bit about the, the history, the, the uh, back history. Yes, yeah. a gentleman by the name of Jay Gould, who still lives here in Port Austin. He's ninety-five. He lives right across the street from our library. I've interviewed him on a couple of different occasions, and once just recently, about a month ago. And his family originally built this building as a livery stable, um, but it was built in 1912, and that was around the time that cars, cars were starting. Were starting. So the livery stable idea went kaput. <laughs> and um, so I believe it was Mr. Gould's uncle decided to use this as a bee, uh, as a honey processing site. Mm-hmm. And I think at one time he told me they had over 40,000 hives. They didn't run all the hives. A lot of uh-huh. beekeepers did, but they had 40,000 hives across uh, the thumb producing mm-hmm. honey and it would all be processed here. Hence, we have this lovely wooden elevator that is hand operated. That's still, amazing. Still works. Yeah. I, I, I just love the look of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. A lot of people come in on it. What is that? Mm-hmm. It's an elevator. Why? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it was to move those big crates of honey up and down. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh. And circling back just a little bit uh, as far as history goes. So, you are a nonprofit and you do have a board. Tell me about the members of the board, their background. I'm fascinated about people who volunteer their time to help projects like this. You know, we have a very unique board. I think of our chair, Chris Boyle. He's a, an attorney, but by desire, he's a restaurateur. He is entrepreneur. entrepreneur. <laughs> right. he, he decided a long time ago that Port Austin had such a valuable waterfront mm-hmm. and and thought of using kayaks to to uh, get around the shoreline and see all of the attractions. So he started uh, Port Austin Kayak. Way cool. Uh-huh. It's going. He also then added a restaurant to it, and now he's adding another restaurant and a shopping mall of all handcrafted and artwork type things. He's done yeah. that. Pax backyard, but other other people are Cynthia. Cindy does all kinds of things for all <laughs> kinds of people, but she works a lot with the DIA, the Detroit Institute of Arts, as we mentioned. Also, we have Stephanie Anderson. We have uh, Terry Boyle, who is Chris Boyle's father. He just loves the arts. He's uh, a little older, but he decided to de- that he wanted to be a, a sculptor with uh, welding. And he's created oh. some different welding things in our they're selling and Fantastic. I have one in my garden. And Chris's yeah. businesses are decorated with a lot of Terry's uh, artwork. Oh, okay. He was a very high um, pressure attorney. Yes. Uh, I think he did labor relations. And when he retired, he wanted to have a quiet 
calm life. And he's him. creative. He can very paint, creative. He can oh, he can well he can do all kinds of things. Oh. We have Bob Buckley who in his if he had his inner desire, would have been a professional golfer, but he's been a, <laughs> he has been an entrepreneur. He's run a family shoe business, shoe store business mm -hmm. that has been in existence since 1920. And he's just very active in the arts. Very mm -hmm. interesting. He's person. our idea man. The idea man. Carl yeah. Ozentoski is on our board. Carl is and works with the whole county in bringing opportunity to Huron County. And he is... Uh, part of the economic executive director of the economic development board. And I used to be on that board years ago. And, and uh, it was just recruiting people to look at the thumb as a potential place to bring a business or to come and live and enjoy. Yeah. We have, uh, Oh, Megan Ruthko and we have Sarah Passant, both are art advocates. They just love art. Mm -hmm. it, it's part of them. Sure. They, they dabble in it. They uh, and enjoy it and they can convey that joy to other people. Eva Stern, she's a business owner, powerhouse, powerhouse <laughs> lady, but she loves the arts yeah. and she can. She says we can get it done. Let's <laughs> do it. And that's what this uh, community is about. And that's what our artist in residence program is about. Mm -hmm. Getting it done and bringing the arts and the excitement of art to everybody. Yeah, you need that kind of passion, you know, of a group like that to, to do something like this because there's so many facets to it. What and Bill Bill didn't tell you that he actually was a superintendent of schools. He's been a hospital administrator. Ah, so we have a really well-rounded group great. of folks on our board. And it's very helpful when we go for grant requests mm -hmm. because when they see that we have attorneys, we have the economic uh, development director, we have a former hospital administrator, business owners, artists, our advocates. I mean, we have a very well-rounded board. It's mm -hmm. taken us a while to get there, but we're at a really good place right now. Mm -hmm. And we have a lot of fun as a board. We, yeah. we like supporting the arts here yeah. in this community. So, and the sky's the limit. It is. Uh, you know, it's it's things have changed between before COVID and now how things uh, happen, how, you know, I'm a teacher. I teach online now. And, and uh, so there's adjustments to be made. Uh, was that a hindrance to you? Of course, it was a big thing. But um, how did you guys deal with? Were you reading my mind? I really wanted to talk about this. And okay. Thank you for, sure. for asking that question. In 2019, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of in the throes of this whole frightening COVID-19. Mm -hmm. um, but we wanted to try and somehow get something going. So uh, we brought up in um, 2021 mm -hmm. and we worked on this for a couple of years to figure out how we could make it happen. We brought up Lisa Wad, who is a Detroit mm -hmm. botanical artist, uh, mm -hmm. very well known, internationally known. Mm -hmm. And we also brought up uh, an artist from Western uh, Michigan University. Her name was Gabrielle Serberdell. And she uh, was, she calls herself an alchemist. Um, she's a food forager and she's also a composer. So they both wanted to come, but we had to figure out how we could create um, a project that would be safe and that people would feel comfortable coming to. We had to figure out how to keep the artists safe. And um, we wanted to do something that was happy. 
because everyone had been on lockdown for so long. So the botanical artist idea, we took an old party store, filled it inside and out with flowers. We had 150 volunteers work on it. And this town's population is what, around 700? <laughs> 650 yeah. closer. <laughs> 100. So, I mean, it oh really, the community goodness. was thirsty to get out and yes. do something. And that was so gratifying because everyone, they would drive by and they go, what are you guys doing here? We'd say, well, you know, we're trying to get so flowers, fresh flowers. The next thing you know, they'd be pulling up in their golf cart and they'd have greens and they, and they just got so involved and loved it. And then we had to figure out a way uh, to exhibit. So what we did was we would allow a group of people mm -hmm. up to 10, but they would be friends and family. They would have a five minute time inside the party store and then they would exit. We would let it sit for a few minutes. So everyone felt comfortable and safe. Um, the alchemist, she said, I'd like to work with just 12 volunteers. I want to keep it small. Mm -hmm. I want them to come and forage with me. Um, I'll create uh, a musical composition to go with each, um, what do I want to say, Portion. each course of the meal. Yep. And she said, then those 12 volunteers will be invited upstairs to the hayloft and we will have dinner together. And the night that the dinner was planned, a tornado came through oh, Port Austin. Yes. All the electricity went out and my poor Gabrielle Cerberville was like, oh, no, it's not going to happen. I go, this ship's not going down. <laughs> and just to tell you what Port Austin's like with three phone calls, we had light, we had sound, and we had a dinner. And the people who came said it was the most wonderful food they ever ate. It was the most magical evening they'd ever experienced. But it wouldn't have happened without our little community because right. you, you put out the word you need help, you're going to get help. I'm tying into that, one of the things that I think is really great about this program, art is not just painting. Art is not just doing a sculpture. Art right. is many things. Art is sound. Art mm -hmm. is sure. visual. Mm -hmm. Art is food. Mm -hmm. Art is going through our wonderful outside and looking for the types of things right. that our early forefathers used to create beautiful meals back then. Right. And, and it's, it's not just limited. It, it's beyond a limitation. You have gorgeous art here. It's very modern and very abstract and very vibrant. Some people would say, gee, I don't see what that is. But I see that it's great use of color and movement. Right. And, and that excites and warms my heart. And I think people are opening up to those types of things. Our community at first used to say, what are they doing over there now? <laughs> but I think that they really are becoming extremely open to our shenanigans. Mm -hmm. and. Mm -hmm. um, and we are trying to introduce, as Bill said, other avenues of, mm -hmm. of artistic expression. And, um, you know, our sound immersion upstairs with John Roach was, <laughs> was a little bit different. Uh -huh. And for some of our folks who were like, I'm not sure if this is art. We said, it is. Uh -huh. it, can, it is. Absolutely. It was wonderful. And so it uh -huh. really, it's it hopefully expanding their um, perception. Of art. Or their um, definition of what art can mm -hmm. be. Well, you know, as a teacher, it's 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 creative process, and uh, you know, I will get people in the classes. Well, I'm not very creative, and I said, "Well, what do you do for a living?" Well, you know, I'm a plumber, and I says, "You ever have problems?" Oh, all the time. How do you solve them? Well, I 
You're being creative. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And in that, in the what if and the creativity, you know, you can be an artist with the big A if you believe in yourself, but you have to believe in yourself. I do have a question here. Uh, how familiar are people within this area with the bee barn and what you're doing? And is that something you're striving to to really pick up at this point? I'll let Bill start and then I'll finish. Actually, we the bee barn has become well known just because we've had so many different functions mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And the artist in residence program is a part of that. But the interest in the arts in our community has brought people to the bee barn in itself. Mm-hmm. They wondered what we were doing here. Sure. They wondered what was happening there. And now they, they come and they see what is happening here. Mm-hmm. And that's exciting. So I think we have tremendous coverage from our local newspaper. Mm-hmm. We have tremendous co- uh, The radio station has done interviews. The, we've had a variety of things. Uh-huh. Then even Detroit, the Detroit Free Press, the Detroit News have talked about our artists in residence program and some of the artists that we brought here. That's expanded it statewide. And then it's even been picked up by NPR and has gone nationwide yes, on a variety of things. Mm-hmm. And it's all been coordinated through the Bee Barn and through the artists in residence program. Mm-hmm. And Cindy has been a major factor in that. Yeah. She is She's kind of a dynamo and she can get things done and she's not afraid to share what great things we're doing. I'm a good convincer. Yes, you are. are. You convince me. Convince, yes. She makes you an offer you can. Yeah. Is that right? Yes, she okay. does. In terms of our community knowing what's going on here, I would like to take this moment to thank our community because the folks within Port Austin Uh, on a personal level, have been so generous with their monetary support and kind support. Uh, Honestly, no question or no uh, necessity that I've asked for has ever been unmet. And I think that's remarkable. And that's really what drives me. Mm -hmm. And that's what keeps me motivated because there's so much support for what we do. That's Mm -hmm. what's gratifying to me. Mm -hmm. I love art. Always have, always will. Um, but when I first moved up here 16 years ago, I felt like maybe there could be more. And mm-hmm. so that's mm-hmm. what we've been mm-hmm. striving to uh, create. And I think I think we're getting there. Oh, well, the world has changed. You no longer have to live on the coast to be an artist. Yes. You know, yes. with, with the Internet and with podcasts like what we are doing and teaching online, mm-hmm. the world's becoming a smaller place. We, we always talk about art as being an economic driver yes. to this small community. Yes. That's yeah. important. And I think the businesses within our community actually see the, the result of that mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've always supported us. They've always been great about it, but they continue to support us mm-hmm. because they recognize that tourists who come to an art destination, and I have a lot of statistics to prove this, uh-huh. they stay longer, they spend more, mm-hmm. and they talk about, you know, where they've been, and they take something home with them. That's right. So it's, uh, you know, uh-huh. that's the joy of the cove. Uh, the cove provides the ability for local artists to have a place to mm-hmm. demonstrate their art and yes. have it in a gallery of sorts and, and have it be like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm one of those, uh, I started painting years and years ago and then uh, I, I had to get away from it for a period of time and now I'm back at it and I'm putzing with it and enjoying Fantastic. it again. Oh. And uh, um, 
And the Cove provides a place where I can demonstrate and I've sold a uh-huh. few and all I care is that I have enough to buy more paint. That's <laughs> right. More, more canvases That's and then right. I can keep going. Yes. Uh, Karen, my bride, has told me that <laughs> I, I need to, uh, I got to get rid of some of our art because I'm running out of wall space in our house. <laughs> right, uh, right. Rotate the art with the seasons, yeah. right? Just move rotate it around. Move it around. Move it around. Well, I'm pretty excited. Um, definitely to be here, but we are involving the community in in my project. Yes, I am an abstract painter, but I'm having your community uh, tell me about their color uh, thoughts and their color inspirations of the region. And we put it out there on social media and I'm getting wonderful responses. You know, you talk about the kayaks. And so one inspiration was the colors on kayaks which are designed almost as a safety feature so that they can be seen out in this blue water. So there you have those opposite colors attracting each other. And beach glass came up, which I thought was wonderful. Of course, the sunsets, you can't beat. But, you know, we talk about community interaction with artists. Through the pandemic, you know, it was all the rage to watch artists on YouTube and watch the. And so I feel like Artist status is is elevated now. People are turning to us for entertainment, inspiration, economic uh, growth, and it's it's a good time to be an artist. It's a yeah, good time it's a fun time. It is a really exciting, fun time. They so. look to art. They look to artists to help them de stress. Yes. and relax. Yeah, and you know what can be better than? I mean, outside we've had. Bill. I brought my, my grandkids and we set yeah. up a plein air uh, painting oh. session out in front and did sketches of the bee barn. Right. And yes. uh, we looked uh, very much the very role. Professional. Very, yeah. very professional. And we had a, I don't think I had a beret on, but I certainly wanted well, to. Well, you're going to have to graduate with that beret, let me tell you. <laughs> Oh, now you do have a lineup for the rest of the summer. This is your summer that you're going full in with residency. Who's here after me? This is our our first full Full open season. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, So after you will be an artist from Detroit by the name of Syra Dardis. And she uh, creates tapestries. Uh, She's a muralist. Uh, She came up for a, a few days about a month ago just to sort of look at the area because Uh, she is hoping to create a kinetic sculpture. So Mm -hmm. she's sort of looking for placements. Mm -hmm. And when you talk about what what motivates us, the board, Mm -hmm. to do what we do, I walked in here one night and she brought um, a metalsmith with her. And so in the middle of the room here on Uh the floor, they had everything spread out and they'd made three or four maquette studies that were hanging from the ceiling. We're already moving sketches everywhere, all over the floor. I walked in and go, this is why I do this. <laughs> I can walk in and see, see this creative. Studio. Yeah. So uh-huh. she, she'll be coming after you. Mm-hmm. And then after Syra, we have a fellow from California, Trevor Cooper Smith. He is a sculptor and he actually does, um, sculptures that have a social justice component mm-hmm. to them, which I think is very relevant right mm-hmm. now. Yes, so yes, I'm looking yes, forward definitely. to his stay. Mm-hmm. And then after uh, Trevor will be Barplesia, who mm-hmm. I believe is, uh, uh, you're acquainted with. Mm-hmm. And she has uh, some really cool community engagement ideas. I think they're going to do an illustrated 
Oh, what a great idea. Oh, I forgot to mention, we have also a writing workshop. Oh, um, yes. Kelly Fitzpatrick, who's a science fiction writer. Mm-hmm. They'll be doing um, a writing workshop. And then to close out at the end of the season, we have asked uh, Nick Tomasma, who is a performer, and Audra Kubat from Detroit. I believe he's from Grand Rapids. She's from Detroit. They did a songwriting workshop last year at the in, in the fall. Uh-huh. And it was so successful and such a great evening. And he was so very organized that we asked him if he would come back again this year. And they both agreed. So and we have a very special thing coming. Uh-huh. The Michigan Philharmonic is going to do uh-huh. a performance in Gallup Park. And it's going, we have a hill in Gallup Park <laughs> that you can sit on and, and look down and then there's a pavilion. Mm-hmm. And in that pavilion, they're going to perform. And we're tremendously excited. The whole community came together on that. The Economic Development Board, the uh, village, the we can make it happen. You can have a concert there. It'll be it'll be well attended. And I'll tell you, the hill will be filled and the music will be astounding. And that's on August 20th. August your 20th. Listeners. That was my next question. Yeah. What is this? It, I want to come over for that. It's August 20th and it will, they'll be playing from four to six. Four to six. But prior to um, the Michigan Philharmonic's performance, we will have a youth orchestra from Bad Axe. And uh-huh. they'll be performing for about a half an hour to to introduce. Oh, what a yeah. great experience. So we are everyone. It sounds like the uh, thumb is hopping this summer, it does. right? <laughs> it really it does. Oh. <laughs> and, and, and in a fun way. Yeah. Oh, sure. It's exciting, fun, fun way. way. I, I think people really want to enjoy themselves right now. And I think coming to, you know, Port Austin and mm-hmm. just relaxing and look at that lake is just, it's just so such an amazing and thing. And, uh, you know, it, it just, makes you creative you think mm-hmm. here you think creative thoughts you know you look in every place and you think about what could this be what could that be and i think it's a real driver for creativity mm-hmm. you know i mentioned pax backyard it was a vacant old factory building uh-huh. on the side of it right now are murals yep. that have been yeah. created inside it's filled with a bike shop at one end and art and Sea glass, you mentioned uh-huh. earlier, and all kinds of great creative things inside. Sure. And it, I mean, it's just a real mm-hmm. knockout and fun place to go to and and, and shop. Yeah, just uh, a it's lots a to check, lots for me to check out this week. Yeah, and you'll come back too, Armin, and see me, right? <laughs> He doesn't want to leave. I think he's going to move right in. I'm going to be in my studio hiding away with my dog. (laughs) So there are some chances, everyone listening to visit with us. Number the first time was two to four today. That's pretty quick. But this uh, actually, when you're hearing this podcast, that would have already happened. But we're going to have a fun afternoon. And then uh, the big possibility for all of you listening is on June 11th. We will be having a paint out and William mentioned the plain air option that will be geared for plain air artists coming up. It's being advertised. Uh, And also for the art audience, I'll be doing demonstrations outside of the bee barn of abstracted landscape and talking about that process. And that event will actually be pretty much all day, 10 to 3 PM. And then finally, I want to, personally invite you all to our reception and exhibit of the work I'm creating now right here. And that will be uh, June 17th. It's a Friday 
And that will be from seven to nine. That's kind of the golden hour up here, isn't it? Yeah. This The sunset's going on. It's just beautiful. And can either of you think of anything that you would like to add? I just add one thing. Uh, one of the neat things that Cindy has brought with her connection with the Detroit Institute of Art, she she brought the Inside Out Art Exhibition. And this group has purchased 10 pieces of art that are replicas of art that is in the Detroit Institute of Art. They are they are weatherized so they can be hung outside mm -hmm. and they're they've got great pieces of artwork all throughout the village. And you can walk around and see them in different places. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And then like this idea. year, she's added a component of taking some local artists mm -hmm. and having their work weatherized so it can be outside. And that will be on display by the Butterfly House, or we call it the Tower Park because of the water towers right there. But a special component of that inside the Butterfly House are works of art from uh, student artists in Bad X and in and around. And it is going to be on display too in a kind of a permanent collection that will, will be there. Oh, so wow. all of those things, it's tying in with the schools and yes. some of the artwork there. I, I, I think back, Cindy mentioned I worked at a hospital uh, as a CEO for a while, but prior to that, my wife Karen had, had provided student art to be hung in the hospital, all throughout mm -hmm. the hospital, and it would change every year. She oh, would, sure. And it was always framed, hanging in different mm -hmm. places. And I think she did that for 15 years and mm -hmm. just rotated art in and out. And the kids loved it. So if grandpa was coming in for yes. surgery, he always wanted to make sure he saw <laughs> his granddaughter's art oh, piece and, and they were all in good public areas. Uh -huh. Oh, we're, we're so excited to have our aspiring artists. These children are, mm -hmm. I think, I think they're nine and ten years old. And um, think of the thrill to see yes, their piece yes. in a public exhibition. Mm -hmm. That's just a thrill. It's a thrill, and it's a game changer because a lot of those, uh, if you're getting positive reinforcement at that age, right around the fourth, fifth graders, they're the ones that keep on rolling as artists. They so Valerie and Armin, we're going to have. 30 works of art on display throughout this village. Oh, that's, oh, that's, that's wonderful. And we started in 2000 and I think 17 with five. Oh, so, congratulations. Yeah. Growing, growing, growing. Yes, <laughs> art is here. Oh, this has just been a wonderful, wonderful time to talk with you, learn more about all the programs, to hear about past and present residents and, and all that you're doing. Thank you so much for sharing time with us. Well, there wouldn't be any of it without artists like you. Oh, so yes. we're thankful that folks uh, choose to come and spend time here and choose to and inspire us yeah, oh, and, and engage with the community in some, in some way. Yes, yes. I just okay. want to add one thing before uh, we sign off here. Uh -huh. uh, I'm just thrilled for you, Val. Oh. You know, we're not, we're, we're, we're married, so we're not just partners <laughs> with the with, with the, the podcast, podcast but uh, <laughs> uh she's gonna just love this and uh, walking around yesterday and just get some time into paint mm -hmm. and taking the surroundings is going to be wonderful for yeah. you uh, i unfortunately had to cook my own stuff i was yeah. gonna say and you have to open the can opener and yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> 
Well, great. Well, thank you, William. You'd be surprised how good we can come up with eating yeah. when we're all on our own. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's right. I debate that at this point. <laughs> okay. Thank you again, William. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you. Thank you. We'll thank see you soon. Thanks for inviting us uh, to your podcast. Oh, it's Have a our day. pleasure. You too. <laughs> Art Ladders, The Creative Climb is sponsored by Golden Apple Studio and Residency, located in Down East, Maine. Along with creative summer residency opportunities for artists and writers, Golden Apple also hosts summer workshops at the end of the season. This year, on September 2nd and 3rd, Armin and I will be teaching two different workshops. I will be conducting a printmaking workshop using the new Richardson Etching Press. It's called Collage to Print, exploratory calligraphy, and will include creating collage plates that are then inked and printed. Armin will be leading a Drawing the Abstraction in Nature workshop using graphite pencil. This location is perfect to explore and find subject matter at the shore's edge or on the forest floor. These two-day workshops will include morning refreshments and lunch as a group. If you are vacationing or coming from a distance, Artisan Director Shelley Stevens has arranged special rates for the Golden Apple Waterfront Cottages for overnight. For more details, email Director Shelley Stevens at snstevens at goldenapplestudio.com. That's S-N-S-T-E-V-E-N-S at goldenapplestudio.com. Or check our show notes for more details. Thank you for listening. You can find our past and future episodes at anchor.fm, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Be sure to follow us on our Facebook page, Art Ladders, The Creative Climb with Valerie Allen and Armin Mersman. Special thanks to our producer, Taylor Kramer of Cold Shower Media. And check out our websites, ValerieAllenArt.com, ArminMersman.com. Stay creative, stay curious, and we'll see you next time.